Good morning, everyone. It's the 21st of September, and I'm joined today by Nathan Sweeney, Seamus Lyons, and Tom Woodfield. Nathan, the standout event for global markets last week was the FOMC meeting by the Federal Reserve. Could you just run us through what was said there? Yeah, sure, Lorna. So yeah, the Fed met last week and, you know, they did change their view on some of the guidance which they provide. So they provide guidance on interest rates, they provide guidance on growth, they provide guidance on unemployment. So essentially what they've said is that they expect rates to remain low all the way through to 2023. Because what they want to do is ensure that we get back to a place where we have full employment before they start to look at raising rates. So it just means that interest rate raises are a long time out. And also, they revised up their growth expectations for 2020. So we were looking at growth of negative 6.5% for 2020. And the Fed believed that actually things won't be that bad and that growth will come in at minus 3.7%. So optimism for investors in that growth isn't as bad and they don't have to worry about interest rates at this point in time and not for a few years. Yes, a determination to keep rates low there. And Seamus, how does that play out in the high-yield bond markets? Sure. So with rates being so low, it's very attractive right now if you're a corporate treasurer to come and raise new debt because you're going to be paying lower yields and coupons. So high yields seen a lot of this. Certainly September was 40 billion of issuance, but year to date, a lot of issuance coming to this market. And the interesting thing to say would be most of that has been used for refinancing. So about 85% right now is used to refinance existing debt. That number is normally much lower. So it is showing the mindsets of these companies and their treasurers that they're actually coming to the market looking to raise new money, but it is just paid on existing debt and lock in lower coupons and, and yields because as Nathan alluded to going forward we expect yields to remain low. And how do fundamentals look for the market at this point then generally? Not very good right now because the fundamentals are based on like financial uh, reported data which is backward looking so the most recent data we have is the end of Q2. Q2 is obviously a very difficult period for companies. So the leverage ratios spiked quite a lot. So right now you have a leverage ratio of 4.6 net leverage ratio for the market, which is actually higher than it was in the financial crisis. That's a result of the denominator of that ratio. So EBITDA, so earnings and revenues, that's fallen dramatically. So I think you've had a 40% fall in EBITDA over a one-year period, all due to obviously very poor economic activity in Q2. I think the focus on going forward from here is obviously is we need to see a recovery in EBITDA. And the markets have recovered strongly since the lows. But for that to continue, you need to see also a recovery in EBITDA and revenues for these companies as well. Yes, and still a lack of certainty in that area. Um, Nathan, back to the US and the equity markets. It seems companies are taking advantage of current conditions to come to the market. I'm thinking of the IPO market. Yeah, so we're seeing lots of IPOs in the US and across the globe at the moment. But obviously, the biggest one last week was a company called Snowflake, which focuses on cloud computing. So cloud computing is expected to be a big beneficiary of COVID as we all move to online, working from home, storing that information in the cloud. And, you know, the IPO did exceptionally well. So they had priced that IPO, I think it was about $120. And actually, the shares opened up at around $245 per share. So anybody who got in early on that made a significant amount of money. But it just shows you that there's a big appetite for anything that's disruptive or new technology at the moment. And plenty of liquidity to take advantage of these things, as you say. Tom, if we turn to the ESG area, we had some news from the European Commission. Yes, uh, we did. So the European Commission President Ursula von der Leyen 
laid out in her first State of the Union speech that the EU will pursue a new 55% carbon emission reduction target by 2030. And this is to ensure a pathway to climate neutrality by 2050. And, and what does that really mean then for the EU? Well, the EU has been looking to decouple carbon emissions from economic growth, in effect. And part of this is, is the European Green Deal. So it's basically doubling down on this drive to help companies become world leaders in clean products and technologies by obviously incentivizing the faster transition to a low carbon economy. Thank you for that, Tom. And this week, Nathan, what do we have to look forward to? Yeah, there's a couple of things to look at this week. We have PMI data. Um, so this will give us a look at things like services and manufacturing. Are we seeing improvements or are we seeing uh, things starting to slow up a little? So if we think about what's happened so far, you've had a very strong recovery in data because we're coming off a low base. And now that recovery is starting to slow. And, you know, this is expected. So we'll get some indication of, you know, is this having a big impact or not at this point in time when we get those readings on Thursday this week in the US and, you know, in other regions around the globe. We also have Chairman Powell. So the, the Fed chair is actually testifying in front of Congress this week. I expect he'll work off prepared text. But, you know, if we think about the market's reaction last week after the Fed meeting, they were slightly disappointed that the Fed didn't do anything. So if we think about if, if data does get a little bit worse, you're likely to see maybe the Fed might actually do something at some point in the future. So the market will stay focused on that. So Fed could be keeping their powder dry in anticipation of what happens next. Especially, yes, as we run up to the election and we do expect more volatility in markets, so they could be waiting for that. Indeed we do. Thank you all very much. Thank you. Thanks, Thank Lorna. You.